welcome to Make Change Fun and Easy with your happiness expert, Samia Bano. This is the podcast to help change makers, coaches, trainers, and healers break your chains of fear so you can create the impact and income you desire with fun and ease. Please make sure you subscribe to enjoy every episode. This podcast is sponsored by the Happiness 101 program. Hello, salam, shalom, namaste, sashikal, aloha, hola, ciao, bonjour, buna, privet, and habuhe. It's really, really good to be with you, and I know you'll be so happy and excited that you have joined us today because we have a really wonderful guest with us, and it's Stacy Hall, who is a sales success strategist. That is so cool. Welcome, Stacy. So wonderful to be in the studio with you. Thanks for inviting me. Yes, I'm so happy to have you. And Stacy, please tell us more about who you are and what you do. Well, people know me as a five-time number one best-selling author, focused primarily on helping people get into alignment with themselves, get into alignment with what they sell, get into alignment with their audience, and get into alignment with the messaging to their audience so their audience wants to say yes to them. And I say when we do that, we stop being a searchlight for our audience and we become a lighthouse to our Mm. audience. Yeah, that is that is really wonderful. You know, when as a change maker, we think about, okay, what is it that we really need in terms of skills to master, to be able to make a huge impact? I think a lot of times in the traditional training that change makers tend to get, marketing and sales is hugely neglected. And, and it's, I don't, I don't understand how uh, and why that has happened in terms of how we get educated because sales and marketing are such key aspects of how we can make impact uh, on the world because that's how we reach out to people and get people to say yes to joining our vision and mission. So I'm, that's why I'm really, really happy that you are here today. Thank you. Uh, Well, I I don't know if you saw recently there was a study done, poll, and they asked people to rate how, like, what were the most um, supportive, nurturing, caring careers. Mm. And nurse was number one. People, the five, and you know, far and large, people see nurses as the most supportive, nurturing, caring profession that there is. And that makes Mm. sense. I've always said sales professionals are just like nurses. Mm. If we're doing it right, then we are helping to diagnose a problem that somebody has, not necessarily a health condition, but a problem. And we have a solution that can solve that problem. It's what nurses do. But in the same poll, 
the very last place, the nurse's very first place, very last place underneath lawyers, telemarketers, which really was a, a whole thing, meaning salespeople, not just people on the phone, but salespeople are seen as the least nurturing, the least kind, the least supportive. And that's because of us, the people in the industry doing things that they're told they should do, supposed to do, wouldn't want done to them, but then they go out and do it to other people. And and they feel horrible, most people. Now, I'm not saying all. There are folks whose nature is to be more assertive, to be more aggressive, to be, and they'll say passionate, and, and it's not for me to say they're not, because their passion is so strong, they'll go and talk to anybody about anything and they'll keep taking the no's until mm. they get a yes. But mm. that is a small fraction of the overall population and it is not part of most people's culture. Mm. And as a result, this is why salespeople do not thrive because they're caught between this rock and a hard place. Either they have to be a way they don't want to be or they can't sell. Mm. And I'm here to say, it's, it's not that. We can be true, authentic, and in integrity, treat people that we want to be treated and be able to make sales, enjoy feeling satisfied, and achieve more success. Yes, yes. And I really appreciate that about your approach because that is definitely a huge problem I see in my community of change makers in terms of what stops us from getting out there and, you know, giving out our message and calling people into work with us more because we don't want to be sleepy. You know, most change makers that I work with that I know, we are very heart centered people. We are very heart led people. So anything that even feels a tinty tiny little bit unethical, <laughs> it's like we don't want to deal with it, you know? So we definitely face that problem. Hey, thanks for tuning into this episode. Hope you're getting value out of it. For your information, this episode has been sponsored by the Happiness 101 program. Are you a change maker, coach, trainer, or healer? Are chains of fear holding you back from making the impact and income you desire? Using a unique combination of positive psychology and the spiritual wisdom of our most effective change makers, the Happiness 101 program helps you break through your limiting beliefs and manifest the abundance and success you desire with fun and ease. Interested? Book a free Happiness 101 exploration call with me. Your happiness expert, Samia Vano. Just use my online calendar link in the show notes. Now back to the show. That's, and that's what I'm saying. Good people. That, that's, 
we need good people in the sales profession. Good people run away from being sales yeah. professionals because they don't want to be associated. And another study has proven, this is through HubSpot, the word that is what defines a salesperson, the definition of a salesperson is pushy. Uh, yeah, not, not caring, not helping, not nurturing, not even educated, right? Yeah. Not even informed, like pushy. And so we have to change that. Yes. So how do we even begin to change that? What are some of the core aspects of uh, what we need to understand or uh, do or have in place to be able to shift away from the old paradigm into a new, better paradigm? Well, in my book, Selling from Your Comfort Zone, I actually give the steps. And so that's, there's four of them. And there are parts, four parts of getting in alignment. Once we're in alignment in these four ways, what happens is we can feel good. We believe in ourselves. And with confidence and belief, we stay consistent in our actions and we know what to do. So many people talk about consistency as a problem. It is a problem. But the root source is not a time management system. The root problem is not knowing what to do in the first place in order to manage our time to do it. So when we know what we want to do and we feel good about doing it, we stay consistent, right? So the, if you'd like, I can go through the four parts of alignment. Yes, please. That would be awesome. Okay, wonderful. Well, the first part of alignment is being in alignment with ourselves. Mm. And there are there's a number of ways we can get into alignment with ourselves. The first two are the most critical. The first is to know what we stand on and what we stand for. So again, being the lighthouse is what are our top three core values? What do we live by, right? Are we living someone else's values or are we living our values? And as salespeople, this is where we get most get off of alignment right there when they go, here's a sales trainer telling you to do something you don't want to do. And instead of saying that that goes against my core values, we might say I, to ourselves, we're not going to do it. And then we cut off our nose to spite our face and we're not telling the trainer come up with something else for me because I'm not going to do this because it's not in alignment with my values. Mm. And the next piece of being in alignment with ourselves, in addition to many others, is not expecting too much of ourselves. Mm. Now, that has nothing to do with not feeling full of pride, feeling confident. I'm talking about the amount of things we expect ourselves to do every day is ludicrous. It's ridiculous. Okay. We treat this, the brain that's in here, like it's a calendar. It's not. It's a junk drawer. We throw everything in there and it's a mess. And then we go try to find stuff. And sure enough, I, I can't, in my junk drawer, like in my kitchen, I know there's a vegetable peeler in there. It takes me forever. Now, if I just apply the same concept that I'm about to say here to my junk drawer, 
life would be much better. And I think today I'm going to choose to go get an organizer for my tour. But here, if, if anybody there is understanding what I just said about the brain being a junk drawer, then the way we fix it is we organize according to priority. Mm. And we don't expect that every day has the same priorities to it. We have to identify the parts of our life, our, our marriage, our kids, our self-care, our faith, our business, you know, our pets, whatever's important to us isn't all one lump like this. We have to separate it out into categories so that on any given day, we can sort those categories. What's on top today? Mm. We give our full attention to that top priority until it's taken care of. And if there's time left on the calendar, we drop down to the second priority. Yeah. And then we take care of the second priority. And if we still have time in a day on those rare days, maybe we get a third one in. But anything below below the third, there's nowhere. And that's how we wind up getting an overwhelm. We get, excuse the word, you know, cranky. We get tired. We drain ourselves of the energy that as sales professionals we're meant to be giving to others. So if we're in business every day, whatever days we say we're going to do business, somewhere it has to be in those top three, because if it's any lower than that, we just have to accept we're not doing business today and don't try. Did that, hopefully that made sense. Yeah, yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. I, I remember at one of the trainings uh, with my one of my business mentors, he actually had to teach us about how to even think about what business was so that we would have the right priorities set in the context of, well, when I say, okay, today I'm going to focus on my business, what are actually the most important priorities in that context? And I'll tell you, like, uh, my first um, um, natural habit was to go towards developing programs and curriculum because that's where I felt, okay, I know what I'm doing. And it was my area of strength. And it was part of my comfort zone. And I ran away from anything to do with sales, especially. And so I would spend, like, I would be working diligently, uh, like, on the days that I had a time to work. I'd be working eight hours, sometimes 10 hours. And I, it wasn't that I was doing useless things. I was doing things that were needed and important in the context of my business. But I prioritized sales in that so low that I wouldn't get to it nearly even often enough. And uh, so it wasn't until like I, I sort of not only had to get clear on my priorities, but get clear on that fact that in the context of business, sales needs to be like pretty much number one. Well, if you, if you don't have sales, there's no business. Exactly, exactly. That's the reality that um, I had to learn to accept. 
because um, yeah, without that, I wasn't getting anywhere. So, well, I appreciate your authenticity about it and bringing it up because, for example, later this month, I'm doing a two-part webinar, and I don't have the PowerPoint done. I know what I'm going to talk about. It's in here. I went ahead and I told people I'm doing it first. And I've got, you know, many, many people already registered for it. I have knew enough to be able to tell them what the webinar is going to be about. And I have it scheduled to put the PowerPoint together sometime before the date of the webinar, right? This is why, because I have to have people ready to purchase at the end of the webinar. Otherwise, all I did was teach a class and no one's paying me to teach the class. Yes, yes. See, this is also something that I did <laughs> where in my earlier days, especially I used to do a lot of what I thought were webinars in terms of sales. Uh, or that's what I had sort of thought that, okay, my sales strategy will be to do lots of webinars through which I'll get sales. But the problem was that I did them like training, that I did wonderful trainings, but they were not, uh, like I didn't incorporate the sales elements. Like if I spent six hours thinking through what I wanted to train, I spent like maybe 20 minutes, 30 minutes thinking about what I was going to sell, how I was going to structure the sales, you know, like what offer, all of that, because I, ju I was just running away from all of that. Yes, and most people do, absolutely. <laughs> Which is, I mean, I, if I may, I'm going to say yeah. this book gives everybody the actual strategic plan. It's, it is designed with questions so that you can fill in and it also helps people not go out of their comfort zone. Like you said, you were doing what felt comfortable to you. And if you had somebody asking you questions about you, about how you would want people to come into your webinars, your classes, your courses, yeah. then that becomes the structure. And all of a sudden now it's coming from within you, not being imposed on you. Yeah. Right. So that's what my book is designed yeah. to do, to bring it from you rather than telling you what, what to do. So that's alignment with yourself. Alignment with what you're selling is extremely important because another mm. recent study shows that in some way, shape or form, 70% of current sales professionals know they're selling the wrong thing. Uh, that's now, that's disgusting, right? Yeah, it's I mean, disgusting. it's sad, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's what I mean. It's like, what do you mean? Like, Then why are you selling it? it mm -hmm. It's, there's so much to be sold in so many arenas. But the, what they haven't realized is you have to match what you're selling to your core values and to your priorities. When you do that, wow, life just opens up. And this, oftentimes I get asked this and I, I, I say it all, this is the absolute truth. If I didn't love helping people become sales professionals from their comfort zone so much, I'd be selling information about healthy chocolate. 
not any particular brand. They, I, I have lots of allergies and yet I have a chocolate. I'll just say I, I am a chocolate fanatic. It's the best way to say it. So I'm very limited in which chocolate I can have because of my allergies. So oftentimes I make chocolate things. I'm looking on the internet constantly for anything new that's come out for those of us with allergies. Along the way, I've learned stuff about ingredients. I could, with my passion for chocolate, I could represent chocolate companies, but I could make more money providing recipes, you know, content on mm. recipes. I could represent appliance makers. You make a lot of money yeah. doing that. I could do chocolate travel tours and make a lot of money doing that. So if I can make money telling people about chocolate, anybody can make money teaching people about what they're passionate about. So yeah. getting in alignment with what you're selling is so important. Yes, yes, I agree with you. And I think for us, like as change makers, at least I think that's not usually an issue because we know what we are here to sell in the sense that we have a passion and we have our vision and we know that this is the change we are here to create in the world. So that's what we have to uh, just commit to putting out there and sharing with people. A question that's just popping up for me um, Stacey, is do you think there's any difference that we need to be aware of if you're selling products versus if we're selling a vision of a better world? Well, this is where the last two pieces of alignment come in. So the answer is yes, completely. Once we know what we're selling and our passion for it, Okay, then we have to become clear who our audience is. And I believe this is where most salespeople are told who their audience is. And they don't question it. And again, that's how they know they're selling the wrong thing because when they try to talk to people about it, it doesn't land true. It's all up here, not in their heart. Mm. And yes, you're telling me that change makers have a passion. I understand that but knowing who it is and the point at which they're likely to say yes to the change that's mm. what's important okay so yeah. for example when I decided that I was going to it was meant for me truly out of my values and what I wanted to teach people. My change that I want to make in the world is changing the sales industry. Yeah. Okay. Now there's a large audience of sales professionals. I could have said my audience is sales professionals. No, my audience is primarily women entrepreneurs because that's who I am. I'm a woman mm. entrepreneur who's tired of being told they have to get out of their comfort zone. Okay, there's the problem. Okay. And because they've spent so much time trying to do that, they're not making money. Are you hearing the problem? I'm very clear mm. what their problem is. 
Yeah. But what they want is to finally stop running around like a searchlight looking for how to get out of that comfort zone and anybody who will say yes to them and come back to what they stand on and what they stand for, your mm. audience to a great extent, and shine a light like a lighthouse. They don't know how to do that. So I teach them how to get in alignment. Now, as you can see, I didn't say I'm talking to all sales professionals. I know my audience. And in knowing my audience, then I can craft messaging and content that appeals to that audience. I talk about all the different ways that misalignment produces lack in our lives and our business. And I talk about how to get back in alignment. And everything I do is in that messaging for that audience with the metaphor of the lighthouse. And I'm consistently putting that message out to people who are likely women entrepreneurs who are likely to feel like I used to feel and want to be the way I am now. Okay. So here's where I'm going to answer your question with all of that foundation. When we discuss products, most people do not talk about their passion. Mm. They talk about why the product works. Yeah. But they don't talk about the problem they had and why they don't have the problem anymore. Now, I will tell you mm. who does it very well. When people sell weight loss, because it's so visual, yeah. those before and after pictures are selling the story. This is how I was. This is how I am now. But most others just talk about the product mm. and not about what the problem was and how we solved it. Mm. But if I said to them, I want you to do that without showing your product, most people, well, how, how do I do that without showing the product? Because you don't need to show the product. Okay. So those of us who sell services usually don't have a product to show. I mean, we can show a pretty picture of a course or a webinar, right? Yeah. But that's, we've learned how to speak from our heart about the pain we were in, yeah. emotional, mental, physical, and the concepts we've learned, the principles we've learned. And that is how we're meant to be selling products too. Concepts and principles, not features of the product. Yeah. Yeah. But that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. And I think um, learning to tell your story of your own transformation, for me, that has been so helpful. And I think that's what I get a lot of feedback that is something that people remember about me is all the stories that I share about my experiences of healing and transformation and how I came to be that and it's expert that I am. I mean, I've had people come up to me where they're like, they remember me. I'm sometimes not very good at remembering all the people that I've met, but they remember me and they remember my stories. 
and um, and the, you know it's like just really amazing because just the other day I was out for a lunch and this lady came up and she she greeted me with so much enthusiasm and familiarity and I could not remember <laughs> could not remember her but she remembered some of the stories that I had shared with her and so she was still carrying that feeling of like she felt like she really knew me and knew something real about me you know and um, it was just wonderful to experience um, that you know and so yeah sharing sharing being open about about and you know the struggle of being vulnerable to not be afraid of it I mean that's a huge lesson that I've had to learn and it's been so impactful for me and for all the people that I'm able to touch in my life it's beautiful yeah it's beautiful is, is there a Emma, is there one more thing that we have to learn from you about what to be well, those in alignment? Are the four. Are, those getting are the in four, alignment yes. with yourself, getting in alignment with what you sell, getting in alignment with your audience, getting in alignment with your messaging. Yes. Yes. Oh, thanks so much for that, Stacey. It's, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. That is really, really important. So we get in alignment, um, and then any any other um, uh, actually, you know, this is a, a question that's been popping in my mind. It might seem like it's different subject, but in my mind, for some reason, it keeps popping up. I was wondering if you. Uh, in your understanding, uh, if there's a difference for you between marketing and sales, because oh, oftentimes yes. we we just talk about oh marketing and sales, marketing and sales, like they always go together. They're one thing. What's the difference? Okay, so I'm gonna break it down this way because many people have heard the concept. You have to build your audience, engage with your audience and then sell to your audience, okay? So those are those three, build, engage, sell. Mm -hmm. But first we have to get to know our audience. So once you've gotten into alignment, you know the kind of person that is going to match your audience profile, okay? So you're building. When you start to get to actually know a human being, a real human being, it requires doing your research and thank goodness for social media marketing because and i say marketing not social media selling social media marketing because we can go to their profile page anywhere on social media and see what they say about themselves and what they're posting about most people in sales don't get to know their person first as a result it becomes very hard to build their audience okay we're not selling yet selling's number three we're in marketing stage, okay? Mm. Okay, if you've also prepared your content correctly for your audience, then when you start to engage, you know this person, you're starting to engage, whether it's one-to-one, -one, 
pouring content in a group where your audience is, hopefully you're putting out content that they like, that they're asking for, that they want to see, and then they will engage with it if they like it. Okay? We're still not selling. We're not Mm. selling. We're informing, we're educating, we're edutaining, we're we're asking questions rather than preaching. I, I have all sorts of information on this in the book, all of it. Yeah. But in general here, okay, we're putting out content that people like to engage with. Yeah. So these first two, that's marketing. Now, when they've engaged with us, generally and then we have our communication back to them privately to the point where yes they want to hear more from us it means they're starting to trust us okay so no like trust build engage sell until the trust is built we cannot make offers Um, now this can happen all from one post literally I've, I've done it. I've taught other people to do it. You're in the right group of people. You provide the right content in that group. Before you respond to the people who are engaging, you go check each one of them out. You make your communication to them more personal. They love that you have truly identified what they're all about. You're mentioning it when you're communicating with them. And you can then make the offer to have a conversation. Mm. Okay, the offer to have a conversation or even the offer to share an invitation. Not dropping the link, not saying go to my website, I think you're gonna like this. Since you enjoyed what I wrote about or you enjoyed my reel, would you like an invitation to my webinar? Would you like to see where I have more content like this? Okay, we used to call that permission marketing. It doesn't get talked about enough anymore. It's the asking. Because when we ask and we respect, we get trust back. So they say, yes, yes, I would love to see that. Yes, I would love the invitation. We're offering something that's safe. It doesn't require a lot of trust to say yes to something free. Yeah. It doesn't require a lot of trust to offer something that's about $40 or less. Over that, it requires more trust, more engagement, more communication. That's about them not us and so i'm i I know this is making sense you're saying yes i'm going to give you an example okay rather than introducing ourselves to people first with hi i'm stacy and i help women entrepreneurs okay no hi i'm reaching out with a connection request or a friend request because they see on your profile page you love poodles and i have two poodles too Okay, right there, what was it about them that was of interest, okay? Versus also, which I get all the time on LinkedIn, I see you're a sales strategist. 
I have a digital product that can help you make... I don't care. How about beyond the fact that I'm a sales strategist, did you read anything else in my profile that was of interest to you? No, you just put in sales in your search engine when I came in the list and you thought that was getting to know me. I, you can see I'm on my soapbox about this because I want to make a distinction. Yeah. And I'm going to go one step further. When somebody asks me what I do, I don't say, I help women entrepreneurs. I say, for women entrepreneurs who are tired of getting out of their comfort zone, for women entrepreneurs who are tired of getting out of their comfort zone and as a result are not making money, I am not putting anyone on the defensive with that. I'm not saying, I'm not talking about me first. I'm talking about my audience first. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying to the person, oh, you're one of those people. Even though I might know they're probably one of those people, I'm letting them at the end tell me, oh, that's me. Okay. It's a safe way to communicate. So that was a whole lot in a short amount of time. And Thanks for letting me share. No, no. Thank you so much for sharing. And I'm glad that I asked that question because, um, you know, it highlighted for me um, a very important lesson that I think our audience will also really appreciate and benefit from because I, I see like so much confusion about the difference between marketing and sales. And I, uh, there's like, um, I don't know how we get into this, but there's like so much effort and focus put into, I think, what is actually marketing and not enough focus on the sales part of it. And it's like, okay, you know, like you hear so much, uh, so many people telling you, okay, you have to be consistent. You have to put out one video every day or put out so many posts every week and you know like they're just talking about putting stuff out like so much content so much content so much content but it's like when do you no one but no not enough people in my experience are talking about how do you make the transition from okay sure it's important to put out content for marketing but then what you're talking about in terms of sales where you transition from from reaching out trying to reach lots of people to like focusing in on one person and being like what does this person care about and how can i best serve them you know that's such a different mindset um and that's marketing we, yeah yeah that's what marketing is supposed to be now the content goes along with it yeah it mm. is different speaking of change yeah okay yeah because the old way of selling is send your sales pitch out to everyone mm. and the people don't worry about the people who say no, the people who will say yes to you or your audience. Well, you're turning off at least 90% mm. of a potential audience versus, okay. And some people are going to say, well, I don't have time to do that. Really? Yeah. You, you don't have time. Okay. Well, automation can help you if that's the case, but really how many sales are you already making? Well, none. 
and you don't have time to talk to people in messaging one-to-one, you don't have time to go to their profile page and take a moment to skim what's there, find something that matches, that's in alignment, and ask them about it. Really, you don't. Okay, no, that's somebody who's avoiding sales the old way. And I'm saying, we all know how to make friends. What I just taught is how we make friends. When we go to a party, right? An in-person party that someone else threw, and we come in, we know we don't go in with, I hope we don't go in with a billboard for our business, right? Who would go to a birthday party? I'm here. Here's my business in case you want to do business with me at this party. We don't do that. Okay. Yeah. When, when we're introduced to somebody at the party, the host says, hey, I think you two should know each other. Well, what do you, that's what TikTok is doing. That's what Facebook is doing. That's what Instagram is doing. That's what LinkedIn is doing. They're saying, here's some people you may know or want to know. Okay? Yeah. The vast majority of sales professionals take that too. Here's somebody you can pitch to. I'm not expecting your pitch. I don't want your pitch. I don't care who you are. Okay. So delete, 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 mark it on LinkedIn, spam, spam, spam. Okay. But if I take that suggestion, hey, here's somebody you might want to know. I'm going to go find out what I can know about them. At a party, I have to ask those questions. Yeah. On social media, they're telling me some of those answers already. So now I already have some relationship to them they don't know i have a relationship but i do so when i start the conversation i can ask them about what i already know about them yeah 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 and we keep coming back to this alignment piece because um yeah like just yeah yeah no i'm appreciating more and more why you focus on alignment because but even when we're like reaching out to people in a one-on-one manner this way we have to make sure we continue to stay in alignment otherwise it's so easy to you know again uh, fall into what begins to feel like being sleazy and inauthentic that's right that's we want to avoid that it's easy to avoid it if we don't act like that, okay? Yes. So part of the problem is when people say sales and marketing. It's mm-hmm. not sales and marketing. It's marketing then sales. And it's not our fault. It's been said this way for years and years and years. Because a long time ago when people used to knock on doors, they had to sell first before the door got shut in their face and then the marketing was the building the relationship with the customer that's what it meant offer what you have to sell marketing is the building of the relationship well we're not knocking on doors anymore Mm. we're actually already in somebody's living room if you think about social media they've already invited here's who i am This is what I'm about. So it's silly 
to be standing in the living room and still knocking on the front door, right? It's like, no, I'm in. Let's build relationship and then I'll tell you why I'm here. If yeah. you want to know. Yeah. That's, yeah. Oh. I love that. I love that. Thank you so much, Stacey. And I'm just uh, so happy and so grateful to have had this conversation with you. And um, I won't keep you too much longer for right now because I know you are so busy and you've got to get going also. Um, but any, any last thoughts or last words as we wrap up for today? Well... I'm, you've asked me about things that I've gone far more in depth into. So I want to let everybody know I have a set of recordings on how to send connection requests that will actually get accepted. And then how to transition into from chit chat to, to an offer, from chit chat to an offer. So you make a sale and they feel good. And if anybody wants mm -hmm. that information, I can give you the access to that. And then the other is I do have a webinar on the four alignments. Okay, how to be in alignment with yourself, how to be in alignment with what you sell, how to be in alignment with your audience, and how to be in alignment with how you communicate with that audience. And if anybody would like to know about that, let me know too. And then you can, if you really were intrigued by anything we talked about here, both of those will take you deeper. Awesome. Thank you so much again, Stacey. And for my last reminder, I will remind our audience to please make sure you check your show notes because we will add Stacey's links in there so you can connect with her and get more information and learn more from her. And until we connect next time, I just wish you lots and lots of peace and joy.